Holy Spirit, I invite you to the throne of my heart today. My flesh and my feelings will not lead me. Fill my thoughts, words, and actions with your fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. May the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be pleasing to you. I will think on things that are true, honorable, lovely, praiseworthy, righteous, and pure. All of my affections are yours. Give me an undivided heart today. Amen. True story, you all just got a peek into the first moments of my every day. And to be honest, that felt a little bit exposing, like y'all were in my bedroom with me. But uh, we're family, so it's all good. My name is Jessica Elston. Most people call me Jess. My mama calls me Jessica Elaine Elston if I'm in trouble. Anybody else get that full name experience growing up? Yep. If you were raised in the South, then you probably did. I want to welcome all of our campuses and our online family. It is an honor to be with you today. Those, that prayer that I just said are more than just words to me. Those are declarations that I speak out loud every single day. I wish I could tell you it's because I'm awesome and a five-star believer, but that's just not the case. It's the opposite. Every day I wake up, I am a human being in desperate need of Jesus and desperate need of grace. And so not knowing what each day is going to bring, I choose to at least start my day anchored in some truth, right? So as a creative person, I can feel my emotions pretty deeply on occasion, but usually I'm a generally centered person. You'll get the same version of me day in and day out, unless I'm hungry or I'm on the phone with my big brother who's probably irritating me. Big brothers y'all out here, stop irritating us younger siblings. Y'all know what y'all are doing. He makes me so mad. Anyway, so I'm living my generally centered life and then the year 2020 comes along. I began to experience this emotion of anxiety and I'm not referring to a mental health diagnosis of an anxiety disorder, but the anxious feelings that can come when external circumstances start to shake. I watched the pandemic get super serious, what seemed like overnight. I watched this thing shut down and we were isolated and forced to shelter in place. Anxiety began to steal my peace. I watched the world, our country, bring the most ugliest divisive sides of itself to the surface during a super turbulent political election. And worst of all for me personally, I watched and I am watching people of color like myself have our feelings of injustice invalidated. People, as we share our collective hurt, give responses that lack empathy. People who have no proximity to the collective hurt that's being felt. Anxiety dares to steal my peace. Now I know that we've all from time to time felt a pull away from peace into anxiety. There is a daily struggle, a daily battle for who gets to steer us, right? Have you ever let an unanchored emotion dictate your thoughts? You end up saying things, doing things, hurting people that you love that you never intended to. You see, emotions, while they're real and sometimes even justified, they do not get the final say. They do not get to become our identity. Jesus invites us into a better way. Jesus gives us a better option. He says to cast your anxieties on him. He offers a peace that surpasses all understanding, a peace that's gonna guard our hearts and our minds. And if we're still long enough, he is able to redirect and realign all of our emotions. The next time you feel overwhelmed with emotions or anxiety, why don't you do what I do? The first is I anchor my identity or I anchor my actions in truth. You speak to those emotions, those daily declarations, start your day with them. You never know what the day's gonna bring, so start anchored in truth. Second is to cast your anxieties on Jesus. He is the safest place for all of your emotions to land, trust me. Not somebody else and not even yourself. And the third is to be 
Still, allow the Holy Spirit to redirect you, to realign you. Your emotions, while they're real, do not get the final say. Amen? To close our time together, um, there's this song written by Hillsong Young and Free called Peace. And if you've ever dealt with anxiety or you deal with it today, I want to speak these words over you as a prayer. So if you'll close your eyes, bow your heads, receive this prayer, receive these words about your Savior. Jesus, you are peace when it's to a restless soul. You are peace when our thoughts wage war. You are peace to the anxious heart. All anxiety bows in the presence of Jesus, the keeper of peace. And peace is a promise that he keeps. Amen. Thank you guys so much. You're about to hear an incredible word from PC. My girl, love you too. Incredible word, Jess. Jess, like a daughter to Michelle and I, we love her. Really in this season of ministry, one of the most exciting things that's happening that, that I'm just overjoyed with is all of the next generation leaders coming up at Faith Promise. I'm talking about anointed young men and women of God. Come on, man, that is incredible. Most churches are one generation. They rise up and then they hold on to power. They hold on and then when they're too old, they say, hey, what about them? And it's, then they die. Are you with me? Man, we are elevating the next gen and it is incredible. And so uh, I hope that you learn. I hope that you make some of those declarations like Jess taught us when all the fields of your life are running amok. This is the third weekend of a series we've entitled All the Fields, trying to learn to understand and grapple with our emotions and keeping our emotions not in control. And so we're gonna look at one of the deepest, darkest emotions that, that, that roll over us like waves that are overwhelming and seemingly impossible to overcome, and that is anxiety. I'm not talking about anxiety attack or people that have, been, uh, that have been diagnosed with anxiety disorders. I'm talking about stress going to the next level, which is anxiety and struggling with things day to day. So as we begin to venture into these hazardous waters, if you missed the first weekend, please go back because this series was built on that foundation out of the book of Galatians, where, where Paul lists for us what I called unredeemed emotions. We have to realize, let me give you a reason to crucify those because those underneath emotions have an undertow. It's a rip current that will ruin all of your relationships, rob you of all of your joy, all of your peace, destroy everything that you love. Are you with me? So let's get raw and real this weekend. Let's just go ahead and get jiggy with it. Y'all with me? Because I believe God wants us to walk in victory. Now, if you're here last week, didn't Pastor Zach preach an incredible message? It was awesome. Tears were shed, shackles were removed, truths were elevated, and people got set free. That is the heart of God for you, and that's our prayer for this series. We've been praying for months for this series. It's not just another series. It's just so you would walk in freedom because that is the will of God for you. So there's a communication card in front of you. Uh, our QR code online. And if you need help, would you just take the communication card sometime and fill it out? We, we have licensed, trained counselors on our staff that are free of charge to you. We get to do that because promisers are generous. It's one of our values, we're generous. And because people give, we can offer that. Don't suffer and sink the ship alone. You are not isolated to an island. There are people here for you. Is that right, Faith Promise? 
So come on, if you need help, come on. Don't, don't just drown in your emotions. Does that make sense? Because all of us, that's not me, all of us deal with the issue of emotions. We talked about the first weekend. Last year, four out of 10 American adults exemplified depression or anxiety. And so for the thousands that are live on our campus this weekend, I'm still so excited we're back in person, by the way. And so for those that are, that are in person, those that are online, God behind bars, or maybe you're listening later this week, we love you. We're thrilled that you are with us. And anxiety is a real problem that is experienced by real people that will unleash devastating results and control in your life. And this is not the will of God for us. Are you with me? Well, how do you know that's not the will of God? Because God said so. Now, let me just warn us right here up front. This is the reason that I called this a spiritual warfare series. Because when your emotions take over, you have dethroned Jesus on your heart and enthroned your emotions. Dethroned, you know, pulled him down and let emotions take over. And so absolutely, we cannot do that. We live in a day where if we could just be honest, come on, we value our feelings to a greater level than we value truth. Now, I'm 60 and I've watched it. I've watched truth continue to diminish what truth is until I read an article a few weeks ago that one plus one no longer equals one. It really has a thousand different options of what it is. I've been telling y'all for 25 years that was coming. I'm a prophet. I said it was gonna happen. And so we have, we have eradicated truth. And so if you don't have truth, what becomes absolute? How you feel. Does this make sense? This is what God said in Philippians 4. Be anxious for a few things. Are you sure? Be anxious for a couple things. Be anxious for what? For what? And yet are we anxious? Okay, we got a problem. Be anxious for nothing in everything, everything, with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And look what happens. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard, literally will put soldiers, a sentinel around your heart and with the peace of God that passes all understanding, guard your heart and mind of Christ Jesus. That's, that's just the Bible. John 10, 10, Jesus said, we've used this verse every weekend in this series, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Now, the question is, do we believe that? Do, do we believe Jesus came to give us an abundant life? So my question is, are you settling for less than Jesus desires for you by letting your emotions have control and missing the abundant life? I believe most believers have given up hope and abundant life and walking in victory. And we, but because we don't actually put the Bible into practice. It's something we talk about, something we might study, something we, but it's not what guides our lives. Well, pastor, I guess what you're saying is that I'm just supposed to suck it up, put a smile on my face and act like everything is okay. No, that's what we call a hypocrite. Hypocrite is someone who puts on a false face. That's the definition of the term. No, no, that's not what it means. But a real and abundant life flows from the Holy Spirit's power in you as you relinquish control, not your emotions, 
but to the anointing and the control of the Holy Spirit. And when you do that, God will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. You can have peace when the world's going to hell. You can have peace when the world's burning down. You can have peace when the doctor says, cancer, your spouse says, I don't love you, I don't divorce. When your teenager says, I hate your guts and bolts out the door. When life is falling apart, you can have the peace that passes all understanding if you'll surrender to God's power. Come on, somebody. So we begin with this verse in Galatians chapter five that Paul gives us where we said, beware lest you bite and devour one another. Take care that you're not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh, the unredeemed emotion. So although all the fields are all around us and all within us, we do not have to give all the fields all the power. Because when you give your emotions all the power, they are Lord of your life. And that's why believers, we can say things like, I know what the Bible says, but. Because you believe your circumstances is different and your feelings are different. So you get to go contrary to the scripture because you want something that God says you shouldn't have. And you think actually that you're smarter than God. Have I told you how much I loved you today? <laughs> how many people in this room were at one of our campuses this weekend and says, listen, pastor, I know the Bible says that you should tithe, but you don't understand my circumstance. Therefore, I don't have to obey the Bible. Hey, I know what the Bible says about sexuality, but I want something different. Therefore, it's okay for me. Are you with me? Come on. I love adults who say teenagers shouldn't have sex, but you're not married and you're having sex with somebody else and you're not married. Oh, oh, we, we don't like that? See, we let our emotions dictate and not Bible, and then we wonder why we don't have peace and victory and joy and the anointing and a vision and a powerful walk with God because we've let our emotions be the master of the ship. So if you find yourself being tossed and fro by the waves and winds, by circumstance and emotions, you want the peace of God? Father, we come to you now. We believe you promised us peace. Those of us that are yours, you promised peace. And yet, God, we're not following your plan. So, Father, I pray for right now for a direct revelation, an impartation of truth. I can teach the word of God, but only you can impart the word of God. I pray for revelation and impartation. I pray, God, that you will open our minds. I pray that you'll expose us to how we can overcome in this wicked, hell-bent world. So God, would you move in power, let your glory rest on us, the shalom in the midst of the storm. God, we rest, we bask, we love, we worship you and you alone. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, come on, give him some praise in the house. So we could use some calming waters in these turbulent times. Never been more turbulent in my lifetime. And because we now let emotions rule, we can't even have a decent conversation about what's going on in the culture. There's no civility. There's no kindness. 
We can't talk about racism. We can't talk about economics. We can't talk about politics. We can't talk about all the things and how, because you know what? If we could all get together, we could come up with some solutions, but we're too stinking angry and furious. We can't even have a conversation. So you cannot reason a person out of a position that they did not reason themselves into. And I would say that most of us did not reason ourselves into the positions that we believe. We emoted ourselves into the positions or we were taught as kids the positions that we believe. And now we no longer have the ability to think because it's how I feel. You don't understand, Pastor. We value feelings over truth. So in this culture, we need an anchor, as Jess talked about. We need an anchor for our soul, and it's Jesus. He's the only anchor that's gonna hold in the storm. Because let me tell you about the storms and the wind that blow, they're predictably unpredictable. You never, know when, you never know when they're coming, but they are coming. So maybe you're here and you're unsure about God or the church, and man, but you've been coming and you're sort of wondering, does this faith stuff really work? It really works if you'll work it. It really does work. We can have all the feels without losing all the control. Let me give you another thought for Christ followers, and this is only for believers. Peace is possible regardless of your present circumstance and emotions. See, if, if peace was circumstantial, it wouldn't be peace. It would be happiness or happenstance, which is two Latin words that talk about the circumstances you're in and your emotions. That's it's good. If I'm good, if everything's good, I'm good. That's not peace. Peace is the calmness in your spirit when, when all hell is breaking loose. You ever had all hell break loose on your life? Come on, that's when you need to have that table before you're in the presence of your enemy. It's possible. That sounds like, Pastor, you're smoking something, man. That's, you're just sort of out to sea. No, I, I hope that you're gonna get on, the, on board with me. Because listen, look, so number one, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna keep saying it till you do it. Get on the Bible reading plan. Because if you're not on the Bible reading plan, you don't have truth. And listen, feelings don't set you free. Truth sets you free. You should know the truth when the truth sets you free. But what we believe is, if I give me everything I want, if I let all the fields have all the control regardless of what God says, I'm ultimately gonna be happy and it's a lie from Lucifer. The only way to be happy is to understand the owner's manual, the instruction manual, the architect's plan book for your life, the one that created you and knows how to protect you and keep you and walk you and walk in joy. So you gotta know the truth so you'll know the lies. Does that make sense? When I want to kill Michelle, I know that's probably not right. So now we're going to pick up a story in Mark chapter six. I can preach for, for two hours this sermon today. It is so important. In Mark chapter six, verse 45, there, there's one miracle in all four gospels that Jesus performs that all the gospel writers talk about. And that's the feeding of the 5,000. 5,000 men, at least 25,000 people, Jesus feeds with a happy meal. Big deal, right? It's just been done. Jesus has just fed 5,000. He has given the invitation. He's about to send the disciples away and he's gonna do what we call a campus closing. So we pick it up in Mark 6, 45. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat. Do we believe the Bible? Okay, he made him get in the boat and go ahead of him to the what? To the where? See, this is critical in the story. Where did Jesus say you're going? Yeah, they said, he said, you're gonna drown in the middle. No, you're going to the other side. He put him in the boat, you're going, and it's, it's critical in this story. There's two or three things I wanna pull out. It's critical, other side to Bethsaida. While he himself was sending the crowd away, campus closing, verse 46, 
After bidding them farewell, he left for the mountain to pray. Now see, we're all in the same boat. The Latin word novice, which we get our word ship, fellowship, sort of how the church sort of came about. Like the disciples, God put in us all the fields. But what does Jesus do with all of the fields? He went alone to pray. How about you? How about you? See, the reason I believe that Jesus sent the disciples away and the crowd away is because the emotions were rising and emotions wanted to take control. Are you with me? So how do they wanna take control? Well, understand that all the fields wanna steer your heart and your mind wherever the wind blows. So the crowds were starting to talk about taking Jesus by force and making him king. Why? Because they wanted the Davidic line to be the king of Israel, defeat the Romans with whom they were slaves and set up Israel as the rule of the world once again. See, we've always wanted political power. We've always believed that political power was the way to solve problems. It's never been. Are you with me? Quit putting your hope in a political party. They want power. It's not about helping you. That's why everybody leaves Washington rich. Nobody leaves Washington not rich. Did you get rich? No, they got rich taking care of you. God, that so sucks to the eye of heaven. See, all the fields will tell you that you're the king. And you're right and everyone else is wrong, including God. It will tell you that everyone is wrong, including the word of God. Are you with me? If you let feeling. So, what, so Jesus models us. What does he do? He goes to pray. He actually was a worthy king. We're not a worthy king. Our emotions are not a worthy king. He's a worthy king. So how do you respond in emotional situations? Jesus prayed, how about you, verse 47. When it was evening, the boat was in the middle of the sea and he was alone on the land, seeing them strangling at the oars for the wind was against them. Now here's the deal. We all believe if it gets hard, it's not God's will. Where in this Bible does it say one time it's gonna be easy? He said, you're living in a cursed world. It's always gonna be hard. Are y'all with me? It's always gonna be hard. But we believe it's hard, God's not in it. Jesus sent him in the boat to go where? Right into an opposing wind. So you have opposition, you can be right in the middle of where Jesus has called you. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea and he intended to pass them by. Incredible. I'm gonna just notice something about Jesus' prayer. He's alone, right? He's praying by himself. The disciples have lost sight of Jesus, but Jesus has not lost sight of the disciples. When all hell breaks loose in this, your life, you're tended to think God has forgotten about me. He knows right where you are. Are y'all with me? He knew you'd be there. He knew what's going on and he will give you peace in the midst of the storm. Is anybody here when I come? This is good preaching. You might not know it, but I'm telling you. 
Let me give you another truth. All the fields will blow you off course. So what are you, what are you gonna do next time you see all the fields churning and the winds blowing and your emotions beginning to rise? Do you tend to lean toward hate, sadness, and fear, and frustration, anxiety, bitterness, those underneath emotion? Or does it blow you to love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control, which are redeemed emotions? Who are you giving control of your ship, this vessel? Verse 49. Now, remember what just happened a couple hours before. Feeding the 5,000 men. And that when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost and cried out, Second grade girls, tough, burly fishermen, these men of God who just walked out of revival, ah, it's a ghost. What a bunch of wusses. For they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke and said, hey, suck it up. No, he said, take courage. It is I, don't be afraid. Now, it's easy to hammer the disciples. What do we do when we're in the same situation? Fear, frustration, anxiety. How do you respond? Even in the midst of the most incredible miracles, these guys are terrified. Let me me give you some good news. God often shows up in the moments we're most afraid. Don't let your emotions steer you off course. Don't believe the lies that the world or the devil will tell you that God can't help you or God won't help you. It's simply not true. The abundant life is filled with the favor of God. Come on, all in favor, say aye. So what does Jesus do? Look at verse 51. He got in the boat with him. Come on, man, you want Jesus in your boat. You may not realize this, you want Captain Jesus in the boat, not as a passenger, but you want him to captain the vessel. And the wind stopped and they were utterly astonished. He just fed 5,000 men with a happy meal and they're blown away. Here's the key to it all. Here's the key. Look at this next verse, look for they had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves, for their hearts were hardened. We've heard so many sermons that our hearts have grown hard and we don't let the word of God grow us. Are y'all with me? We don't actually walk out our faith, we talk about our faith. And in a couple minutes, We're gonna give you an opportunity if Jesus is not the captain of your vessel to make him Lord of your life. But before we get there, let me give you a couple more truths for those of us that are Christ followers. Jesus wants to climb in the boat with you and he will never leave you nor abandon you no matter what's going on. See, those same waves that toss us, that scare us are under his feet. Question is, are you ready? Are you ready? Now listen, come on, if you're listening, Sam, peace has nothing to do with circumstances, but everything to do with prayer. Let's go back to Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for what? With prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, make your requests, be made known to God, and the peace of God, the shalom of God, this surpasses all comprehension, so guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. He'll put a sentinel around it. Philippians 4, 6, 7, incredible memory verses, by the way. And so, Man, when we're hard-headed and we're hard-hearted like the disciples, it sinks our ships. It sinks our leadership, our worship, 
our friendship, our relationships. See, these disciples, many of them were fishermen that grew up on that same lake and thought they could do it on their own. But the real truth is this, deep waters of all the fields demand deep times of prayer. When your emotions start raging, you have a very limited time to make the right decision. I'm going to prayer or I'm gonna just give vent to them. Last week, Pastor Zach talked about journaling. This is my journal. Every day I, I just open up the journal and I just, I just talk to God. I just tell him about what's happening, ask him questions. Lord, people want me to do this. They want me to say that. They want faith promise to do this or give money here to do that. Everybody wants something. God, what do you want? God, would you just give me the peace this morning before I go and hit the office and the emails start flooding and the doors and the phone starts ringing? God, I just want your peace this morning. Now, I, listen, I understand I get paid to be spiritual and I have more time than you do. But if you're not peaceful, you're probably not prayerful. Is that fair? And so next weekend, next Saturday morning, we got a prayer gathering at all of our campuses. But I wanna challenge you. I do this because I can't keep my thoughts under control. I'm gonna think a thousand things, but when I put my pen and I start, I just start talking to God, dread champion, good morning, just pick a day. My master, my teacher, my Lord and my King. It's a great day. You've given it to me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the Spirit of God moving on me and at FP this past weekend. You rocked the house. Uh, it's up to us, promisers, to respond. I'm just talking about y'all. I spend half my prayer time talking, thinking, and interceding for you. Man, I think God wants to set you free, but you gotta follow God's way. Is that fair? Come on. Campus pastors, I love you guys. There's some people ready to give their hearts to Jesus. They're ready to make him Lord of their ships. So would you guys go ahead and take it over at every campus, man, we love you. Next weekend, we're gonna finish this series. All right, pal, God behind bars and online. Maybe you look at, out at the horizon, and man, it's hazy, it's foggy, there's so much uncertainty. You simply don't know which way to go or what to do. Can I tell you? If you'll make Jesus captain of the vessel, the, the, the journey will get better automatically. You'll still have pain and problems, but you can have peace in the midst of the storm. People will still rip, rop, and rape you. Rape you. People will still leave you. They'll still do you wrong. Things will still happen. We live in a cursed world. People will hate you. That's all right. You don't have to hate them back. We're people that are supposed to love our enemies, pray for those who persecute us spitefully misuse us. We're the people that are supposed to love everybody, regardless of race, color, tribe, creed, economic, education. Are y'all with me? We are lovers of people, period, period. That's what we do. And if more people saw us loving more people, more people would come to the God of love. So if you're looking for peace that passes all understanding, God, is, his hands are wide open. Remember, Jesus said this, come unto me, all you that are labored, emotional, anxious, stressful, burdened, broken, and I'll give you rest. I'll give you peace. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm gonna lead us in a simple confessional prayer. And if you're ready to give your heart to Jesus, if you're ready to turn from your old life to a new life, 
heaven is open for business. We're gonna pray it out loud with you. Dear Jesus, I know we're separated. I have followed my feelings. I've sinned. Forgive me. I believe you died for me, rose from the grave. I put my faith in you. I receive your gift of salvation, of forgiveness, and of freedom. I ask for your peace. Show me how to follow your path. 